Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hello, Moto America fans, and welcome to this latest edition of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. I am Bice, and on the other end of the table is Carruthers, communications manager for Moto America. And we are here at Pittsburgh International Race Complex in Wampum, Pennsylvania. And I always like the name Wampum because I feel like this is what these guys do when they win races. They don't just win, they Wampum. So anyway, that's my joke for the day. Dad joke, right, Paul? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we are here with a couple Revit Twins Cup riders, bitter rivals. How many points away are they from each other? One. One point away from each other. We, I don't know. I, well, I think we're, we're, we're about to be. We're trying to set it up. Oh, it's like he's like getting all set up. Right? Yeah, it's like you know, it's like we're, I watch a little bit of professional wrestling. I know how it goes. So, uh, you bet, I bet you watch a lot of it. <laughs> Veloce Racing Aprilia rider Jody Berry and uh, Rodeo Racing Warhorse HSBK Racing's Anthony Maziato. It's a lot of letters. Uh, Jody is from something in the hills, Illinois. Lakes. Lake 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 in the hills. And uh, Anthony (laughs) is from Hamilton, New Jersey. So kind of, well, not kind of, Midwest, East Coast. And we're going to have a throwdown here. So so guys, let's talk about the season. Um, Jody, let me talk to you to start with. Um, The season is, you've had an interesting season. Let me put it that way. Can you, t- yeah, can you tell us about what's going on or how it's going? Um, yeah, it started out really strong, really good. We had some mishaps in the middle of the season, but um, got that all sorted out. Yeah, we're looking back at it. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's always, it's always tough to start the season off so strong and kind of lose the lead that we work to build up and everything. But, um, you know, I guess I've been expecting us from him. Right. Getting get back out there and, Right. And, and Jody, so, I mean, all things considered, it's not too bad. You're, you're in, still in the fight. Yeah. No, we're definitely fortunate for what we've had to deal with versus the consequences of everything. So I'm pretty stoked about that. So I'm in the fight. So. Okay. And then Anthony, you, uh, um, I guess you, your arc has gone in a little bit of a di- different direction. And you were on the team that Jody's on last year. And I mix that up a lot. Kevin Rodeo hates me for that, yeah. but. At any rate, um, you're with you're with Rodeo Racing. Gus Rodeo is your teammate, but you're the single lone Twins Cup rider on that team, on, and you're also on an Aprilia. So you guys are both ra- racing in the same brand of motorcycles. Um, how has your season been going so far? Uh, our season's been going pretty good. We started off maybe a little bit behind restarting, trying to redevelop the motorcycle from scratch because they had not ran the Twins Cup program the year prior. Um, but I think after we got through maybe the first two, three rounds, we started really getting things figured out and starting to really have some consistent finishes here towards the end of the season. And I'm trying to hope that we can continue going on in this direction and finish off strong. It's funny how their seasons are completely right. Cause I wrote the preview this week and it's like, he started off like unbeatable and you think, Oh, he's just going to win the rest of the races. And then obviously started to have some issues. And then this guy comes on pretty strong, but it's uh, the thing about that class, obviously there's a point between you guys, but it's not going to be just you guys racing for wins. Like, yeah. Some one of you could win and the other guy could have a good day and still get fourth because that's how strong the class is. So that kind of makes it more interesting, at least from our standpoint, where we get to watch. 
Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, uh, it's it's really not even between the two of us. There's still like three, four guys that have a chance at winning this championship. It's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good run all the way down to the end, I think. Now we'll start with you. It, obviously New Jersey's coming up, so that's a good one for you. What about this and and then Barber? Is it three rounds that you're comfortable with? Yeah, so I really enjoy this track a lot and Jersey as well, since it's like my home track and I live so close to it. But Barber's also, I think, a good one. It's just we're back on the East Coast now, and these are all the tracks that I've ridden growing up, and they're familiar to me. So coming back to tracks that I've been at previously, like not just one or two times, but tracks I've ridden at a decent amount of times, it makes me feel a little more comfortable for ending the season this way. How about you, Jody? You, you good with the three that are coming up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, you're all gonna you're gonna lie anyways because you're not gonna tell my suck here. <laughs> no, no, it's, I, I don't know. I enjoy the rest of the tracks that are on the schedule and everything. So. And you're an East Coast guy, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, this is like he said; these are the tracks we grew up racing. There's not much in the Midwest of North America. Blackhawk, we never went out here. We never went all the way out to the West Coast. So um, I wish they had more of those kind of races. I wish they would fell Yeah, do you like? Is it a lot better when you have the two? Uh, it's just more racing. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we've, I know our team puts a lot of effort into getting out here and everything, but it's kind of a bummer when we only have one race. Right, so you got two here and then one at the last two, right? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's, it's not as bad on the East Coast ones. I mean, obviously, we still wish to have two races, but at least on the East Coast rounds, we're not traveling all the way across the country to go to race one time. Right. Yeah, it seems good. Yeah, so Jody, from where you're located, <laughs> what, what tracks do you race at locally? From Do you go to... Is there a track in Joliet still? or? Yeah, that's Autobahn. Autobahn. Um, they don't got much going on there. They got to race once a year through CCS and a lot of track days. Um, and then Blackhawk. Blackhawk, right. Yeah, because good old CCS doesn't race Road America anymore or Grom or Gingerman or any of the other Midwestern kind of tracks. So it's Blackhawk. And do you do go to track days and ride or do you ride moto or what do you do between ra- rounds? Work. And yeah. what is your work? Uh, cars. I work on cars. Okay. We do a lot of that. I mean, we still mess around on pit bikes and stuff, but, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of track days or anything that I go to. So, um, when, I, when I can get seat time, I definitely take it. Your team is actually a pretty good-sized team. It's got a big footprint. Um, and, yeah. you know, you got, let's see, there are three riders on the team. Two. Two with Caleb DeCarroll. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Two riders. Um, and it's a pretty big transporter. And, you know, the footprint's good. And you pointed out to me that you have a setup day shirt, which you're wearing today, which <laughs> a lot of the, the teams have a different shirt than they wear the rest of the weekend. So these guys are official about this stuff. When you, with you working on cars, do you ever get involved? How much do you talk to your crew chief or anything about the mechanics of the bike or setting it up since well, you've got some technical knowledge? I mean, quite a bit, actually, you know, because I have technical knowledge and everything we can kind of discuss it. Know, what a certain change is going to do to the bike or, or why a certain change did something, whatever. So, um, you know, it definitely helps a little bit to kind of have a decent understanding or maybe a little bit more of an input to the bike than just, hey, it's chattering, fix it, you know, that kind of thing. So, right. And then, Maj, your team, you have Gus Rodeo on your team as well as you, and Gus is in a different class. He started out racing in Twins Cup but decided to focus more on, on Junior Cup for the rest of the season. Seems to have helped him. I mean, he seems like he's getting better results now. And I know he did last, well last weekend at the end two rear endurance race. Um, so how does it work with you and him? Do you guys talk to each other? Um, or are the classes so totally different that you really can't even 
compare notes or anything? No, Gus is like my little brother. So me and him have been working together since he ever started riding like road race bikes of any type, like CR50s with street tires on them at the go-kart track. And I was always there trying to help him out and help him get to the next level. So we bounce ideas off each other throughout the weekend. Like say he's having a little bit of trouble in some certain areas, like we'll talk back and forth and see if we can fix it and make it a little bit better. It seems like just a couple of years ago when he was such a little kid, Gus, like remember yeah. I th- I it was he had his broken leg, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he had a broken his, leg broke and he was a tiny little ridge. kid and now he's yes. like fully grown Maziato style. Oh, he's kid. bigger than me now. He's yeah. like an inch or two taller than me already. Did yeah. either of you guys do the endurance race here? Gus did, yeah. No, you, but you two didn't. I did not. No, okay. Yeah, because I was going to ask you guys, you mentioned about two, two races at every round. It's important, especially those West Coast ones for guys like you guys who are, who are in the East or Midwest. If you're going to go way out there, it'd be nice to have more than one race at a round. Um, and the seat time is obviously important. Do you guys, do either of you do any endurance racing? Well, when CCS, you know, I ride with DJ Birch on his R6 during the CCS endurance rounds. And I know there's one like the weekend before, right? Jersey. Yeah, the team challenge. So I'm going to try to make that one. That'll be a good track time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, when I can, you know, I'll travel to and same thing for you, Anthony. Do you try to get in some? I know you do a lot of uh, kind of moto, super moto uh, on car track stuff. But uh, do you do any endurance racing? Yeah, whenever there's something going on, like next weekend, I'll probably do the one before New Jersey because it's so close. Whenever there's something close going on and I have some time to get out and do it, like whether it's endurance racing, like just club racing, like track days, anything, I try to get some more seat time on the motorcycle whenever I can. How... Um, what do you guys think of this track? You good with it? This yeah. is a sweet place. Yeah. Pittsburgh's I, awesome. I like it a lot. I mean, yeah. It's so nice compared to some of the other tracks we go to. But I don't know. I like the layout too. Yeah. Is the chicane weird to you guys? You first, Jody? Do you think yeah. it, does it bother you? Not really. I okay. mean, we all got to go through it no matter how janky it is. So, right. Um, but no, it doesn't bother me at all. I know a lot of people complain about it, but um, I think it's cool. It wouldn't be good without it, though. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, I've ridden it without it, like, way back in the day before Moto America came here. I'm pretty sure they didn't have it. Um, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I don't know what I was riding here, maybe a 600 or something. Right, right. So, I mean... Might be terrible on a superbike. That's oh, the thing. 100% terrible on a superbike. <laughs> yeah. What, how about you, Anthony? This track's actually... It's pretty good both ways, right? So, the chicane, it's, it's interesting because it's a different type of corner, and this track's pretty fast and flowing everywhere, but... When you take the chicane out of it, that actually next corner is really sweet. Coming oh. through there, full whipped on like a 600. It's dangerous. There's like a cliff on the other side of that guardrail. So is there? I can, oh, yeah. So I can see why we run the chicane. But that turn actually is really awesome without like coming in there at full tilt. Did, do you guys, do you use the chicane to figure out setting up for a pass or passing in it or passing coming out of it? Is there a pa- Is it a passing thing at all to use that chicane? Aiden Schultz, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aiden's pretty good. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, yeah, last year I was, was we, right. we had Brainerd before last year, and here it was just like super awkward because I injured my knee at Brainerd. And it was like super awkward going in there, and I was probably one of the earliest breakers. And freaking Aiden would send it up the inside of me just about every lap, and he made a meme about it. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a good passing point, especially in the last lap. I mean, I don't know what the rules are about running people wide or if you can 
cut if you cut it because somebody ran you out. I don't know about any of that, but um, no, I think it would be a good passing play. There's really a lot of good, like two really good passing spots in the last two corners. So mm-hmm. if you can't yeah. get it done in the chicane, you always got another shot in the last corner. Okay. Into this light bulb at the top of the hill. Which is that the water tower? Uh, what is it? Turn 18, I think it is. Okay. Cause I was going to ask you guys that water tower is such a noticeable like, landmark yeah, of this it track. Is the water tower so turn. you use that as some kind of a, a marker of some sort? Uh, no, it's kind of off to the track in a spot where like you don't really use it for like the brakes or like a tipping point or something like that. But I guess you could call it like the water tower turn. There's right. some big water towers around the outside there. Yeah. yeah. You know where you are on the track. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. You don't really see it, but you get up and all the turn. Yeah. So one of you, okay. Most likely one of you will be twins cup champion. What's, what's next? Like either way, win or lose. I mean, it, do you have a, I see you over there at that Ducati team a little bit. And I mean, <laughs> I know you'd probably love to be on Josh Heron's bike at some point and maybe Josh Heron's on the super bike or Josh Heron goes away or whatever. But is that, is that something, I mean, you, you striving to get back on a good bike in the super sport class. Is that accurate? Oh, for sure. I'm always over there plucking Bobby's ear. Right. I watch that, that yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be a really cool class to get into, especially on that bike or even like a, some kind of a stock 1000 deal. Cause then you could do the sewer bike races too. And I think that would be a really awesome move. So that way I can get some good exposure, like in the sewer bike races as well as stock thousand. Yeah. I think the stock thousand is a pretty good situation there because like you mm. said you, you're actually learning how to ride something that's pretty close to a superbike and yeah and if you don't do the superbike cup and you sign up as a superbike entrant as well you get to ride with like all the fast guys and you can learn some things from them guys they're there for a reason so right what about you down there what i mean what is next year do you i mean i think you're uh, pretty committed to your work life too right i mean this isn't all you have no i, I mean i got a couple of uh eggs in different baskets so to speak but I don't know. Racing has just always been, it's like every little kid's dream. So as long as I can keep doing it, I'm happy. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to move up, cool to get on a different bike or something. But, uh, you know, if I got to stay where I'm at, I'm pretty content with that too. And that team seems to be like on the verge of yeah. bigger things. Yeah. I mean, I who know. knows? There might be an Aprilia thousand at some point yeah, or. Who knows? I don't know about that. <laughs> They're dragging their feet pretty hard for over there. But, um, I don't know. Um, Aprilia, that is kind of team. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I didn't know that this was going to happen until December. So right, you know, everything ha- has a habit of being last minute. So on my side of things, does Bass Pro Shops give you any money? No, kidding me. Nobody's giving. Maybe they will after <laughs> they, this. They might after this because this is world renowned. <laughs> and and so. he's going to get a Honda deal. Yeah, even there's absolutely. A Honda deal. <laughs> on the Honda. <laughs> you know, it is kind of strange that you get you guys have in common the fact that both of you were away from this. This Moto America for a while. It's kind of weird. You because mostly because of injury, wasn't it, Anthony? Didn't um, you break that, your femur or knee or something? So I, I did. I broke my femur. It was about a year after I had taken off from racing. Uh, my parents were funding a lot of my racing when I was coming up and we were in super sport and it was kind of an expensive class to be in. And there wasn't really much other than like super sport, the 390 cup and super bike at that time. So, uh, it, yeah, finance has got a bit tough. So. Once I graduated out of high school, my parents really wanted me to start figuring it out and how to get this stuff on my own and developing a team pretty much and getting it all sorted. So at first I couldn't get it happening. So I was cutting hair for a little while and working a normal job. 
And then I'd gotten an opportunity to fill in for an injured rider. And then that led to a bunch of opportunities to me being here today. Do you cut hair at all anymore? I do actually, yeah, at my house. Cause I, it's kind of hard working in a shop, traveling around the country all year. So I do, I cut a lot of my friends at my house and then certain racetracks. If I can get a certain amount of people like that want haircuts, I'll bring my stuff to the track too and do some cuts on Thursday. Kind of odd, a guy that with long hair does haircuts. It's it's kind of like you yeah. you wouldn't want to eat from a skinny <laughs> chef. You know what I mean? I want that chef feeding me. Oh, proves he's so busy. He cut his own hair. I think I'd be a good haircut. <laughs> we, we might have to do that. <laughs> and Jody, your situation—it was an injury, but you kind of got away from racing a little bit because different reason than that, it wasn't it? Yeah. Well, kind of same thing as, as Anthony here is like you know graduated high school time to kind of, I don't know, not pick one or the other, but kind of either realize that it's not going to become a living or, you know, figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once we figured that out, you know, again, same thing, you know, just kind of led to some opportunities and stuff, actually take a step back and do some club races and chase some contingency and stuff. So that was awesome. You guys are both kind of similar in that <laughs> you seem to give, well, Zero Fs, as they say, about a lot of things. I mean, I feel like I'm sitting in a chair and I'm like halfway back and halfway forward. Like I'm, you know, if you tip back in a chair, yeah. I feel like my life is always on the edge like that. Like I, I'm never comfortable. Too anxious. Stronger chairs. Too anxious. Man. Exactly. It's like I got, I don't know what it is. And I, I think I get some energy from that. Yeah. But you guys, I mean, I'm not saying you're not high energy, but you guys seem to take stuff pretty much in stride. Or chill. Would you say, Jody, is that kind of how your family describes you? Yeah. Okay. Everybody thinks I'm from California. Right, so right. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I, I do. Five, I guess. You do. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm like always kind of a guy that goes with emotions, you know. Right. Just, if it happens, cool. If not, like, no worries. Just figure yeah. out either how to make it happen or just go about your day. And <laughs> Anthony, same way? Yeah, I just live my life day by day and try and enjoy every moment. So just, I don't know. There's Like I said last year in an interview I did with them guys, and there's just no point in being in a crap mood all the time, you know, because you transfer that energy to other people. And why would you want to do that? Right. Everyone else's day. You know? you know, and one of the things that seems different now, this may not be the case, Jody, because I know this about Anthony. It's like, it's Anthony and Gus and I guess Brandon Posh. You guys have a kind of a wolf pack going that Northeast New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Do you have guys that you hang out with? I mean, no. you're a one man wolf pack is what you're saying. I mean, I got my, my, my buddy Alex that he grew up racing motocross. So he's, uh, yeah, he's really the only one around me that rides anything. So, right. You know, most of the other people I know through school or through <laughs> job or something like that. So, um, and I didn't really grow up with too many kids my age racing. You know, it wasn't like, you know, like you said, he's got Gus and Brandon and everything. And, uh, always going car track and stuff. Do a lot of riding with Brandon. It was really not Gus until recently. I mean, he's just that's true turning seventeen years old. But me and Brandon did grow up right like since day one. It was me and Brandon always racing with each other. So yeah, Um, was right exactly because you guys. I mean, Benjamin Smith is even Ben. Yeah, yeah. Me actually, there's a bunch of us out of the NJ Mini GP. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many guys came up and and NJ. NJMP, New Jersey Mini GP. Yep. Is it all out of New Jersey Motorsports Park? So they actually just expanded. There's like South Florida Mini GP. There's oh. NY Mini GP. At first it was just NJ Mini GP. And 
they do like a one-off round here actually in Pittsburgh because it's not that far away. Yeah. But yeah, they've they've done a lot for themselves since they started out. And a lot of these kids that are here doing the mini cup stuff, like even here in the Moto America pack, they all came up through some kind of a mini GB program. And it just so happened to be a couple of us New Jersey kids and PA people that came through to NJ Mini GP. Yeah. So we we look at the the classes, the entry list for every round. And there's been such a strange evolution that, uh, okay, Twins Cup, Revit Twins Cup has like 39, or actually 43, 46 maybe, 46 entries. It's massive. Two races. It's, yeah, well, that's exactly. <laughs> but, but it's grown exponentially. And then Junior Cup, which actually had a lot of entries, it's a little bit down. And I don't know if it's at a, I'm not saying the competition is down, but the number of entries are a little bit lower. And you talk about New Jersey Motorsports, well, NJ Mini GP, sorry. Do you see, is there another group of kids that are going to be coming up? Do you think we're going to have more Junior Cup kids in the future? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more, especially with the Ovale Cup you guys run now and the Northern American Talent Cup. Like all these kids are going to be coming up at some point and it's probably going to be soon because Junior Cups is 14 years old, right? I could assume a lot yes. of these kids that are doing these series here are probably 12, 13 years old and they'll be up on the move soon. Okay. A lot of the guys that we've talked to that raced like RC Cup, they say it was like the time of their lives. That was, that they, was they, some right? good years. I remember Those you kids just riding years. bikes and skateboards and just hanging out at night when everyone's gone and just having a good time. And it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to speak for Anthony or anything, but that was kind of one of the, the races that we showed up to. Uh, you know, I mean, all, sure. everything was homologated, right? Springs, right. everything. So there wasn't really a whole lot of changes to be had. So two sets of tires. Is that what it was? Yeah, we got two tire stickers. I think <laughs> it was something like that. So, so did like you like that up. better than? Do really? Well, better, better than. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like better than. It was easier, you know, easier, and it's not. It's nice to race in something where everybody's on the same, I, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other than the bike costing a pretty decent amount of dough, I'm pretty sure it was cheaper. Tires, fuel, that whole thing, entry, travel. Because I mean, you didn't have to have a rig for it canopy instead of stands and warmers is what you needed. So um no that was that was really fun. I mean that was the kind of racing that I give credit to who most of our us is or most of us are as riders today because of that just like kind of you go out there and figure it out. You know, don't rely on the suspension and tires just going by the mm -hmm. so that's why like I give credit to that as to why I don't mind, you know, some things that are subpar on the now, did you both end up going to Europe? You did, right? Yeah, I went to two years, actually, because I did the, the series two years in a row. So right. I did 15 and 16. And I think they took like, like top, Silverstone? Top five the first year and the top three the second year. It was, yeah, Silverstone. And then the second year was at Assen. Oh, okay. Well, so that's a good experience. It was really cool. Uh, I had a really good time over there. It was Chris Fillmore, all them guys right. from KTM. <laughs> they, they really put on a, a real cool experience for us kids, like, this is probably the, one of the only couple of times I've ever even ridden in a different country. And I don't know, it's really cool to experience how other people do stuff. One of the things I remember about that RC Cup that cracks me up, and Paul's going to remember this too, is you, Anthony. Tell me, Jody, if you remember this. When you guys were riding around on those spec bikes, here's Anthony directing traffic all the time. You go this way, I'll go this way. I don't, we don't even know what you were doing. Do you remember doing that? Do you know what we're saying? He was trying to get guys out of his way and follow him, I think. Yeah, either I was probably trying to get somebody to stop following me for qualifying laps or I, was, I don't know, something of that nature. you remember that at all? 
<laughs> yeah. We used to go, what's he doing out there? He's playing. Or yeah, like follow me through the race. Like uh, it's hard, like especially on bikes like that, like some riders will be faster in like other sections of the racetrack and some will be faster in like other sections. So I might lead the section and be tapping my tail, like follow me through here. And then like, then you yeah, because if you're working and, against yeah, each, other, work you, with each other, the guy gets you know? away. Yeah. And then other than that, you get a big group of riders instead, maybe just a couple. So do you guys think that all riders understand that idea of you tap, like get on my oh, back they know. and they, they know. know, they know what you're signaling. It's whether they want to listen or not for sure. <laughs> so sometimes they, they don't want to do that because oh, of no. what reason well, why? Because they, they don't like to be told what to do. No. Okay, so I'm going to pass your ass instead of you behind <laughs> yeah, you. Right. Exactly. That's usually okay. how it goes. And then the guy <laughs> in the front gets away because you're doing that back and forth. <laughs> but now in, in Twins Cup, it's gotten to the point where it's it's the Aprilia RS660 versus the Yamaha YZF-R7. And Yamaha's put quite a bit into that bike. They've got a few riders out there. Obviously, um, Corey Ventura has been doing pretty well of late on the, the R7. What is for both you guys, since you both ride the Aprilia, what, do you, what does the Aprilia do well? What is it, what is it good at? <laughs> and you can go first if you want. Uh, <laughs> it's, is that uh, a tough one on the hot seat first? Is it stuff you don't want to say no. or you're not sure? I think the Aprilia works really good, like through certain racetracks. So like <laughs> one of some tracks where like they have really long corners, like, or not long corners, but long straightaways off like these really short corners. The Yamaha seems to excel there because they have a lot of like extra grunt at the bottom. But like racetracks, like I think here, New Jersey, even Barber, like more tracks where there's not a lot of straightaways and there's a lot more flowing corners. I think the Aprilia works pretty good at those because it's a good handling motorcycle and it's fast. I just, I think the Yamaha put a lot of effort halfway into this year. Obviously they put a lot of effort at the beginning of this year too, but once they seen Aprilia start pulling away on this championship, I think they put a lot more effort into these Yamahas because they kind of came out of nowhere. If they, you know, like midway through the season, it was like the Yamahas were fast. So. Yeah, I agree. Is that, is that kind of what the way it feels? It's like the, the Aprilia handles handles real well, I guess is what. Yeah. I never ridden a R7. Right. So I can't say that it doesn't handle as good, but it was just from what the guys are, you know, people around the paddock are telling me and everything. It's just the Aprilia has got it. Okay. Um, like you said, I mean, it seems like every time we show up to uh, a race, the Yamaha's got something. You know, as we're, we're just kind of chilling where we were at the beginning of the year, I feel like. But I don't know. We're making headway in like suspension setups and stuff. Right. There's really not much we can do on the Aprilia to make more power, really. We're a lot more limited than the right. Yamaha's because it comes, comes with more horsepower. So they give you a lot more limitations on what you can do. And then the Yamaha gets to pretty much build a super bike motor. <laughs> yeah. They get rods. <laughs> Oh, okay. So yes, yeah, you have to use OEM Conrads on those engines, right? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. I mean, yeah, I know. You're paying just the rider, Sean. I get it, yeah. but, I, but you guys know what you're talking about, so I so understand. To an extent. Yeah. Yeah, so we talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but the idea that you're, you're on, I, I don't know, it's funny. I used to, I kind of call those Twins Cup bikes middleweight bikes. But it seems like people call them lightweight bikes in a lot of ways. Although in the endurance last weekend, they, they considered it a middleweight class, I guess. So my question to you is, you know, it's not really necessarily a stepping stone that you go from here to maybe Super Sport to Stock 1000 to Superbike. You guys possibly could go Twins Cup to Stock 1000 or Superbike. Um, what what might be the next step for you guys? And do you, do you have any idea? Is it depending on 
what kind of rides you get or what would you like to do? Would you guys like to still be in Twins Cup next year no matter what happens? I'd like to move forward, okay. honestly. Um, just because like that's like the nature of the beast, you know. Right. Yeah, you, you, you graduate. Right. You graduate to the next thing and then it's always the next thing. So I mean, if as long as I'm racing next year in the paddock here, I'll, I'd be a pretty happy guy. Um, but yeah, I mean the want to always move forward is there. Uh, I know there's like a lot of talk about like the Twins Cup pace versus the Super Sport pace and like the Super Sport, they're not making 600s anymore. It's right. like what's going to happen with that class. Like, you know, the whole next gen thing is cool. It seems like it's got a lot of promising uh, um, features to the class and everything. And, you know, broad the spectrum a little bit, but yeah, um, you know, always moving forward. Yeah. So, like, when we were doing club race and stuff, that lightweight thing that's that used to be like the sv650 right and that right. kind of class so that's that confusion there but okay like you. he said we're running pretty competitive lap times to be running in the super sport class like i think we'd be doing pretty decent maybe not obviously at the front but i think we'd be somewhere in the mix there uh i think the twins class is really comparable to like the old moto america stock 600 class i did that for a year mm -hmm. and then they went straight to super sport they canceled the stock 600 and did super sport. But from what I've experienced, I think the lap times from the stock 600 class to the twins class this year are very, very close. Like in the horsepower to motorcycles is kind of similar and the way they get ridden is similar. So I think, I think it's a, it's a pretty, pretty solid motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, bike development over the years is just going to get crazier and crazier. You know, it's not, you don't see like year to year the MotoGP, they're never going slow. Same or faster, you know, depending on the riders. Um, yeah, this the, the bike development as far as the R7 and the RS660 is completely just taking away any image of lightweight bikes we had when we were Like right. you said, the SVs compared to the 68 bikes, horsepower back in the day. Yeah, you know. compared to whatever Toyota's made when they stopped. It's, it's, it's a big jump. For yeah. Me. Wouldn't it be awesome if, you, if uh, Suzuki came out with a new... A new kind of SV? They need that, don't you think? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think they need to go back to the drawing board on that one because, I mean, if they're going to use anything that's like the third gen or the second gen, then it ain't going to be comparable. I At see. least in my opinion. You know, I mean, who knows? Right. You know, but right. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they got the 750. They seem pretty invested in that in the Superbike class. So. Yeah. Two, two yeah. So I want to talk to you guys about two things. Well, one okay. thing, but both of you about it. Um, tell me about the corner workers out there, what your relationship is around the track with those people. Do you notice them? Do you appreciate them? Do you wave to them? What's it all about? What's the, what's the relationship? Love, hate. Right. You love them because they're there for you and you need them and you can't be racing without them. They're somebody to get mad at though, when you crash instead of getting mad at yourself, you know, and I feel bad because I've taken some stuff out of but in the long run, I mean, we can't race without them. They're seriously helping us out, you know, as far as being out there, helping us with bikes and making sure we're okay. And, you know, it's something that this whole race series, it wouldn't be anything about, you know, I mean, because of the tremendous amount of work they do for us. Right. So, Have you ever felt bad afterwards and gone to try to find them? And oh, 100%. You know, because you make a dumb mistake. You're not trying to be like, oh, I'm an idiot, you know, or right. something like that. You're like, oh, move, get out of the way. Let me get the bike or something <laughs> like that. And then you feel bad because it's the heat of the moment. The adrenaline's 
Yeah, I found a couple of them. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, and what's you know, their reaction? Out, they they totally understand. Yeah. They get yelled all day. 99% <laughs> of the time, you go, like, well, I found one guy this year and said, hey, my bad, dude. And he's like, dude, he's like, that's not even comparable to what X said to me or like, what this person said to me. And I'm like, well, that's good enough. <laughs> How about you, Anthony? Our corner workers are awesome. Like Jody said, we wouldn't be able to do this if they weren't here. Uh, every race, too, like no matter if I finish well or if I don't finish well at all, I'm always waving at them guys. They're always putting their hard effort into being out here. I'm actually friendly with some of the guys. Uh, I know a lot of you, the Moto America guys, too. I've been coming friends with some of these guys, too. Like it's a big family. We travel as a group, you know, we go from racetrack to racetrack all throughout the country and it's the same people you're always seeing. So. Uh, you begin to build like friendships with these kind of people. Sure do. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. I, that's why I brought it up. I wanted to talk about the corner worker situation. Um, because on August 24th at 8 PM Eastern, uh, we're going to have essentially an open call to action. You, we've put it up on our website and it's also on our Facebook page, but we've got a link to you for you to click on and go to, um, our Zoom presentation with, uh, David Hawley, who is our senior marshal. And he's going to basically give you the rundown on what it's like to be a corner worker. He'll show some interesting things. I saw one of the clips they had. They had a clip of, it was MotoGP. Paul, you might remember the crash, but I think it was Marquez crashed and then Cal Crutchlow like crashed right where he did or something. And Crutchlow ended up getting a penalty because something, I mean, it sometimes happens. And the, the, the part of that is you've got to keep your head on a swivel when you're on the sidelines like that because crashes can happen anytime, anywhere. But that's the kind of stuff you'll learn as being a corner worker. And a lot of our, our network is, is volunteer based. Except you get free admission to the track. You get arguably the best seat in the house. You get to the camaraderie of these guys. You know, they might sometimes yell at you, but they're going to for sure, you know, apologize <laughs> later. And, you know, it's all good, right? And, I mean, to get that close to these riders that they would even talk to you, it's, it's a good thing anyway. So oh, we're some, not that cool, Sean. No, <laughs> come, the pleasure is actually ours. <laughs> Sean, so, I, I think you should go through the school and do a session. It's funny because David wants me. Yeah, to you do should that. do like a Friday morning practice session in those. You wear those overalls, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I want to see this. Well, I don't know. You can write getting, a story about it. Yeah, but we, we're getting Moss can crash in your corner on purpose. <laughs> we're getting towards the end. Listen, if somebody sees me out there dressed all in white, they're going to think that's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and they're going to target fixate right on me. Plus, I mean, it's getting later in the year, and I don't really wear white in the you know winter. Oh, is that oh, an air fence out there, or is that Sean? <laughs> so, so anyway, please join us on August 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern, wherever you are in the country, essentially wherever you are in the world, and you just have to click on that zoom it's on our web uh, website and it's also on our facebook and you guys can find out what it's like to be a, a corner worker these jobs start out in a volunteer situation but there are paid positions too and if you do it a, a lot over a few years these guys get to know you and like like anthony said you guys are family for sure and extremely important to us as well as our riders so anyway i think that's all i got yeah i wish you both luck yeah i mean thank you, thank you. hopefully it's one of you two guys and we don't have any skin in the game so we hope you go until the very end so Oh yeah. We'll take it to Barbara. Exciting for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Oh, thank you guys. <laughs>